being the coach's kid has prepared me for these different moments that I've been able to experience throughout my career. I think, you know, being alongside my dad, seeing how he how he led, how he was a leader, seeing how my brother handled certain situations, seeing how he played the game. Um, being a ball boy, like I said, on on those sidelines throughout, you know, my, my childhood, um, I think that's that's allowed me to kind of be where I am, honestly. Eagles quarterback Jalen Hurts. It's an amazing progression. We weren't really amazing. sure as a rookie last year. Yeah, he's done enough to earn another year as the starter. This right. year takes the NFL by storm. Was the MVP favorite until he suffered the shoulder injury. I think he's going to finish second in the voting. He was the second team all-pro quarterback behind Patrick Mahomes. And sky's the limit for a guy who's only three years into his career. Yeah, it's it's been amazing what he's done. It really is. He's a great success story. I mean, how can you not root for the guy himself, right? It, uh, there's just there's so much there as a person that you like about him. The way he handles himself, the way he works, he makes no excuses. You know, I love that aspect about him. He's obviously improved in areas that we questioned, right? So that's been great to see and just shows you yeah, hard work, dedication, what it can do for you that way. I mean, he, he really is. He's a great story that way. Uh, and he's done great things for this Eagles football team this year. And, yeah, he's about to get paid this offseason or certainly sometime soon. One of the cliches that we hear from time to time about football players, coach's son. Yeah. But it matters. Yeah. If you understand the game, if you're around sure. a coach, if a coach is your father, and if your father coaches you the way you're coached in football, you understand, you're receptive, you become that persona, and you don't have to be coached as a result. Once you're a fully formed adult, you have everything you need to go out and coach others right. in the locker room right. instead of being the one who's coached, and I feel like that's where he is. Yeah, I agree. That's right. He's the perfect quarterback guy, kind of what you talked about. And, you know, we've had these conversations, too, before, right, where, yeah, this, hey, it's the family business. Football is what he does. It, there's something to, yes, that's how he was brought up. This is what, you know, kind of was infused in his brain on a daily basis, and he, of course, has taken it to the next level into the NFL and, and everything he's done there. It, it, it's, it's amazing. You know, it's amazing. The question with Jalen Hurts, though, is just how good is he, right? That's, that's the thing here. And I know I'm kind of looked at as the guy that questions Jalen Hurts maybe more than the others, but I think it's a, a healthy conversation. You know, again, done really good, taking advantage of all the things that are there to be had from the Philadelphia Eagles. But I also could sit here and go, you know, Playing quarterback for the Eagles is also a lot easier than playing quarterback for a lot of the other teams, right? I mean, we've talked about some games on Mondays. It's run the ball for eight, run the ball for 10, run the ball for eight, run the ball for 10. RPO to a wide open A.J. Brown, he runs for 40 yards. And then we go, well, I think he's one of the best quarterbacks in football. And I'm going to go, yes, he's good. But I think, to me, we've jumped the shark a little bit in putting him up in the highest stratosphere or highest hierarchy right now, and I'm not ready to go there yet. That's all I'm saying. Well, I think it goes back to the conversation, right. Chris, we have from time to time yeah. about an offense that runs through a quarterback versus a quarterback who runs an offense. Exactly. And he is still a quarterback who runs an offense. Exactly. He's not a quarterback through whom the offense runs. That, that, Maybe that'll change, right. but for now, that's what he is. That, that, that's where – and, I, you know, for whatever reason – some people have a hard time. The Philadelphia fan base doesn't want to hear that. You know, he's their quarterback. I get it. Uh, but, yeah, I'm, I'm more with you in that, that standpoint right now. And, that, there's, and, and there's, it can change, right? We've seen that. The guy that just retired this week, the GOAT, 
That's how his career started. It was never run the offense through Tom Brady. It was like, oh, wait, now we've won two Super Bowls, and damn, he's good, and he's grown as a player. Now we'll start to run the offense through them. And maybe that's where it goes. But, yes, it's quite different than what Mahomes or Allen or Burrow are being asked to do, in my opinion, from the position and how the team orchestrates off of that. And people react to that and say, well, of course, duh, every offense runs through the quarterback. No, it doesn't. No. The the offense is designed around the quarterback. The it's 49ers are not. The right. quarterback, right. The 49ers right. is a system that a quarterback runs. Right. Patrick Mahomes is an offense designed around him. The Bills offense designed around Josh Allen. The Bengals offense designed around Joe Burrow. It's Definitely. becoming more and more like that yes. when you see the high-end ability. Right. So let's take a little look at the abilities yeah, of Jalen Hurts. Let's begin one. with throwing. And the shoulder injury creates some questions, but let's take a look. We have some of the before-the-shoulder-injury plays. This is week eight against the Steelers. 29-yard touchdown pass on a first-and-ten play to A.J. Brown between a couple of guys. Drops it right in there. Yeah, this is where he's definitely improved. And he gives this guy a chance always as well. And he's got two guys on the outside that are very good. But, yeah, you see there, that throw is perfection. High, drops it over the shoulder, perfect spot. And this is part of the formula that makes them so tough, Mike. That was against the Bears. That's the week that he injured the shoulder. Here's week five against the Cardinals. R- runs, rolls left, throws right. Doesn't look like a risky play. Looks like a very deliberate, smart, strategic effort to get rid of the football. Sees the field well. Doesn't take a whole lot of chances, right? The ball on some of these throws, you're not going to go, oh, my gosh, what a laser or whatever else it's it's not like impressive that way but it's on the money and in the good spot to where those guys can make plays and they make things happen a couple of moments in the conference championship game where he was maybe a little bit off Mm. that shoulder injury may be affecting the accuracy the touch etc the overthrow to aj brown that's something to be concerned about definitely and then lack of like we've talked about lack of really you know major moments here down the stretch not being able to practice you just you, you, there's a part of me that wonders will they be hitting on all cylinders in that department because of the things you just explained you know for the super bowl if they are man they're going to be tough to beat then we know that because there's there's really there's not a weakness to the offense but you know as we saw in that 49ers game i don't think they got the game to that point because of their own quarterback injury but uh, the yeah, if you could maybe make it about Jalen Hurts throwing the football, playing within the pocket, I think that's when it can become interesting. The amazing thing is really, like, there really wasn't a team all year that really forced it to be that type of game. Yep. And I, we'll see. It's going to take a special effort by the Chiefs to also force that. The point you made yesterday that I have been stealing all week and will continue to steal because it makes a ton of sense, the idea that they haven't really dealt with a ton of adversity. In Philadelphia. Yes. Especially in the postseason. Right. 31-7, 38-7, no close game, right. no Giants moment game where you felt the like they're going to lose the game. Right. right. And the Chiefs have had to fight through the fires against the Jaguars with the Mahomes injury. And where where's this game going to go? Yeah. Are we going to lose? Right. And, and you look at the, the Bengals game. It looked like they were going to lose. It felt like they were going to lose in the fourth quarter. Can the Eagles tap into something that – that they haven't experienced yeah. and rise to that level. I, I, I'm concerned about that. All right, let's look at yeah. Jalen Hurts, what he can do with his legs. Mm. And we know he can do plenty. Some of the best plays from the year that was week 11 against the Colts. 
Here's a read option play on first and 10. Ugh. Just, uh, you know, just weaving through traffic yeah. and just a little 11-yard run, Chris. Well, it's where they get so special because you're worried about, oh, wait, what about the running play with the running back? Oh, what about the screens to the wide receiver? We're worried about that. And then this is the last piece of puzzle that they pull out on you to where you go, oh, man, the quarterback design run, we're in trouble. And then this is the element that's really a pain in the butt, you know, the ability to scramble. Where you're worried about covering. Hey, we got Goddard and A.J. Brown covered. Oh, no, now he's scrambling, and then that's where he poses some real problems. There he is against the Giants, pushing it over the end zone. Was that the Giants? Yeah, Minnesota. No, Minnesota. I wish, oh. it, yeah, I wish it wasn't the Vikings. <laughs> that, that, that was the game, the Monday night game week two, where I realized that there's no way the Vikings are getting to the Super Bowl this year because the Eagles are too damn good. But there it is, getting into the end zone and just establishing himself. That was kind of the coming out party. Yeah, it was. To make us all on notice. And, you know, Matthew Berry was talking about it before the season about right. how now, Jalen Hurts could have a big season from a fantasy perspective, and lo and behold, hey, fantasy and reality, and reality right. he, he became one of the best of the best in the NFL. And that running ability reminds me somewhat of Patrick Mahomes in that he understands how to weave yeah. through right. where the bodies are. And there's not a lot of head fakes and shoulder fakes and hair on fire. He just knows there's a path there and I'm going to take it. Right. And I'm just going to quietly get my 10, 15, 20 yards and keep this drive going. Rarely takes a big shot. And I think that's the other thing that's very impressive about him that way. Right. So there, there, there's a lot of things. He is, you know, taking his skill set with his legs is really the biggest reason why you can't be right when you defend Philadelphia. It's just so hard. And then it's like, okay, wait, we're stopping the run. We're going to do that. We're going to stop Jalen Hurts and his ability to run. Ah, oh, but we're one on one outside with A.J. Brown now. And that's an issue. Or we have two guys over three receivers because we're trying to cheat the third guy to stop the run and now they throw a screen pass to the three receivers and we only got two guys defending him out there and now we're in trouble there. So it's, it's, it's Jalen Hurts improving as a thrower, his athletic ability, and to me the biggest thing, Shane Steichen and, and Nick Sirianni developing an offense around their quarterback like we talked about with Peter to start the show that made sense for him to where they could be most successful with him at quarterback and that's where they've become special you couple that all those things we're talking about with I mean Peter's talking about an all-time offensive line right I mean that's he's talking I mean this is one of the more greatly orchestrated rosters I can remember and the offensive line I don't remember, and I'm going to pull it up here because, like, we have the Colts game. We talked about the Dallas game, you know, early in the year, Mike. The Giants game at one point in the playoffs. I don't remember a team where I could sit here and go, they have drives in certain games where they just go, we're going to run the ball every play, and there's nothing you can do. And I, I don't remember seeing a team being able to do that to that extent. And think about coupling a great offensive line with a defense that is in striking distance of the all-time full-season, regular-season, postseason sack record set by the 85 Bears, that's what you need to have a great team. You need great offensive line, great defensive line, and when an offensive line is great, what happens? You never notice it. No, I know. You notice everybody else. It's one of the great inequities of football at every level. You notice the quarterback, the running back, the receiver, the tight end. You don't notice the offensive line because they're doing their jobs and they're kicking ass. You only notice them when they drive a guy 30 yards down the field. And sometimes you notice that from the Eagles. You do. You notice that from the Eagles. They can protect the passer. They do that. They're also, it's really rare in the fact that they're such a big offensive line, but they're pretty athletic too to where they can pull 
and get on the edge and change their schemes around. It's not always just about physically mauling people that way. Uh, th- this is a, a special roster. It's, a, it's the first, what I think is cool about this, not only the first black quarterback tandem, right? We got Mahomes, who's already in the all-time great conversation. But this is the first time we've seen, you know, I, I think this kind of offense get to the Super Bowl. I know the 49ers were doing this, but I don't know if they were doing it quite to this extent with the RPOs and the run game and all of that. You know, it didn't feel like it was quite to this well, extent. Well, the Eagles but it was five close. years ago, kind of. Right. But it shifted it once shifted Foles and, came in for Carson right, Wentz. But right. it was on that track. Yeah, it was, yes. Yeah. Yeah. All right, uh, let's take a break because yeah. our next guest is oh, in baby. the building. He's in the house. He's Here we just go. Throwing distance away. Somewhere among those buildings in Phoenix are we. We'll be joined by Chris Mad Dog Russo when PFT Live continues right after this. Football night in America, stop picking games without the point spreads. Folks, okay, Sims, the whole nine yards, it doesn't work like this in the real world. Having 12 guys go through the game and everybody picking Cincinnati without regard to them giving up nine points is the dog. I could have done that and I picked Cincinnati, but you know what? It's funny. The fat guy's bookie did not give me a win. You know why? Because I had to sacrifice nine points. That's why. Nicely produced. We love this guy. It's Chris Mad Dog Russo. That's funny. Good job. Oh, it was great. It was great. They Hello, boys. They don't let us pick against the spread on I, Sunday. Well, then don't we, do the segment. We, <laughs> it's, 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 it's not that easy either way. It's not. I mean, it's not. Oh, it's a much easier. Well, it How is about easier. Jacksonville, Kansas City? There's another one. I saw you at well, the NBC game. Yeah. I like Kansas City. Well, of course you like Kansas City. Give up the 9, 10 points on Jacksonville covered. Right. So I so if I went by your pick and I hey. took the Jets. Well, the you Chiefs, didn't know Mahomes was going to get hurt. If he didn't get hurt, they would have covered. So, uh, you know, you know, I, you, I know you're the covered. oracle. You're you not did the Jacksonville. Good. Oh, you got that lucky field yeah. goal. Yeah, yeah field. that's right. That's right. Yeah, a little bit, oh, that keeps you engaged late in the game. Oh, get the sure backdoor cover. Oh, I was rooting hard for that field goal. Yarder. Didn't he yeah. make a 47 yarder in that spot? <laughs> oh, God. How you guys doing? We're good. How are you? We had both of you on all year long. You yeah. came on and filled in for your dad Yeah, that's right. I only got asked to be a fill-in. You get to go on oh, and he be comes real. On I'm just time. like, oh, your dad can't do it. Can you bring that piece of crap your son over? No, that. I didn't even want him? you, but your father said, you mind if I use Chris? What am I going to do? I can't say no. So there you have it. <laughs> there are very few, very few that I will drop everything when I get the oh, text. I don't hear it. And yeah. it's funny, though, because it's like they asked me to come on with Chris. I'm like, who's Chris? Yeah. And then I got to, it's like, oh, yeah, yes, yes, whenever yeah. you need me. And we always follow the facts and figures book, you know, that great book that only, you don't get anymore. I don't get anymore. I gave up. You didn't I don't want use me it on anymore. the show like the like Aaron Judge didn't want to go to the Giants. He wanted the Yankees. It's uh, all right. Don't you worry know, about it. You guys are hard to get over that NBC. <laughs> you know, I had to call Jason Garrett myself to get him on before the championship games, and he was great. And give him credit. He had both. He had both the Chiefs. And he had the Eagles beating San Francisco. Oh, whoa, whoa, the what Eagles a shocker. Oh. The Eagles is easy. Yeah. Chiefs is hard. Chiefs is hard. He got them both, and he got them both against the spread. You got them both, right, too? on both. Well, I you're think. lucky with the Chiefs. Oh, that, that, game, that was lucky this one, but the last one wasn't Would one, you agree so. that that game could have gone either oh, way? Of course. Okay. Sure, sure. You know, yes. yes. I thought the Bengals were going to win. Well, here's I the best way I would win. say it. I had the Bengals. When Burrow got the first down of the tight end, yeah, to the and right. it was at the 33-yard line you with went, 56 seconds to go, right. did you think the Bengals are going to yeah. lose the game? No, I did not. 
I thought that, I thought here we go. He's going to get him down close. Some money, Max, going to hit a field and goal. And he's going to win. That exactly right. Good kicker. Right. Yep. You do your trivia contest. Yeah, I had area. a lot of problems with it last week. Why? What happened? Uh, well, there's a group called the Connecticut Mob, and we have rules. And that mob, you're only allowed, you know, to try once. You can't have family members and everything else. And he has an extended core of people, like little octopus tentacles, who all call up, and he's helping them on the phone. And one of them won the contest. So we debated about not giving them, and I got overruled by the Sirius headquarters. Wow. Let them have the contest. That's wow. The, so that was that caused trouble. And the second thing that caused trouble, I had all the tickets, only two winners. We're supposed to give away four. Oh. I couldn't find the winners. Wow. I play, and how many hours I played it? Let's see, four times five. I probably played it about 18 hours and only two winners. The questions are hard. The audio is very difficult. And the audio theme this year, we do audio as the fourth question because you can't look it up. So the audio theme is there's only five teams that have gone through the Cardinals to or to win a Super Bowl. Did you know that? There's only five in the history of the NFL. That have gone through, say that again? Gone through the Cardinal franchise in the postseason or in the Super Bowl to get to a Super Bowl or win it. Right. Obviously, Pittsburgh beat them. Right. New Orleans in 09 beat them in New Orleans. The Panthers in 2015. That's three. We used Ted Ginn for that. Right. The 74 Vikings with Dave Osborne. Yes. We used him. They beat the St. Louis Cardinals. Jim Hart. Mel Gray. And there's another one, too. It's fine. Was Mel Gray on that team? Mel Gray, I think, was on that team in 74. Terry Metcalf. Terry Metcalf, that yeah. was a very good team. Damn, that's you got me good, thinking the other one that's, now. Here's a good question for you. Yeah. Who was the last Cardinal coach before Wisenhunt and Arians to win a divisional title? Jim Hannafin. Divisional title. Uh, well, it would have been whoever was coaching him in 74. Oh, Don Coriel. I, damn, ah, it was go. Don Coriel. I would have got there. It would have took me a minute. That's but, a good damn, one, right? that is a great one. Jim Hannafin and right. Ken Wisenhunt are the only two coaches in the entire history of the franchise. And this struck me when I was perusing the record and fact book once upon a time when they have the page with all the coaches for each franchise, and the Cardinals just goes on and on and on and on and on. Six seasons is the most of any time. They've been around 100 years. Hannafin and Wisenhunt, the only ones that did it is six. Amazing. Nobody's made it amazing. farther than six. I'll give you another one that stumps a lot of people. Who is the quarterback who started for the Steelers at one point in his career and won the Super Bowl with a different franchise? Ooh, okay. As a starter or a backup? Well, that's where we had an issue. Obviously, if he started with Pittsburgh, we were looking for a starter with the other franchise. Okay. Who is that quarterback? Wait, so he was a starter for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But won a Super Bowl for another franchise. Mm. So, wait, Charlie Batch didn't get a party thing like that, right? Um, well, that's where we got in trouble because somebody guessed Bubby Briston. Yeah, that, right. And he was he a won backup. Into Denver, right. Backup. Right. He, I'm looking for a starter in both spots. Bo- starter in both spots. Hold on, this is driving me crazy. Yeah, here. how can it be? I mean, yeah, it is a good one. Yeah, I, it I'm really thinking is. of all Don't the Steelers starting quarterbacks over the years. I know. I mean, you've got, God, Neil O'Donnell never went to a he Super never, Bowl. Well, he with won, he else. didn't win one. Right. No, he right. got he got the one. He lost to Dallas. Right. We're missing somebody here. But he won the Super Bowl with a team other than the Steelers. Correct. And Hall he played. This is going to be obvious. Famer. 
This is going to be obvious. Who is it? Go ahead. Len Dawson. Oh, oh okay. man. I would have yeah, never yeah. got there, but you're right. That's, That's a, a good, good one. question. That is a good one. Yes. yes. That is. That's going Those back to your old timer years. Now I, see, now I see why you've only <laughs> – that's why you've only given out two tickets this year. Your demographic they is get moving right. on. I only gave away Your demographic's dead. They don't know that anymore. All right. So, wait. I want to hear – you know, I always loved to – I mean, I grew up with you. Uh, I, I love like what's what's your favorite storyline? What's 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 your what are you looking forward to in the Super Bowl? What's the thing that you look at? Well, and just the go, first like, thing wow. the first thing about this, I am not into the game that much, and I'm going to have to get into it a little bit in the next couple of days. First off, I'm chiefed out. Right, Mahomes. They've been here three times. Right. I'm chiefed out, and I don't. I know New Yorkers is going to like the Eagles. Yeah. So from that standpoint, you know, to latch on to this game, which I haven't quite done yet. Uh, that is something that we have to learn and do. The Eagles are, you know, you guys are the experts, especially you. The Eagles have a much better roster. I understand that. But the Chiefs came here two years ago. They were awful. Mm-hmm. We did a bad job in the game, especially with this offensive line. I think yeah. this kid they were injured. with that terrible tragedy. Incident, that right. gets, that I think, gets overlooked. That I think happened that took the something. night yeah. before they flew to Tampa. I think because of the hurt. pandemic, they flew in Friday for Agreed. the Sunday game. And that, that whole dynamic had to have thrown a huge wrench into everything. 100%. Uh, so I, that was a bad performance. I think they will play a very good game here. And although they're outmanned in certain spots, you know, obviously yeah. their defensive line against that Eagle offensive line, Eagles better receivers. I got a funny feeling Mahomes is going to play really well. Yeah. So I could say I could see taking a run at the Chiefs. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I hear you there. The Eagles are better. I'm with you. You're saying I think what we've kind of been saying here. They're not so much better that uh, uh, a guy like Patrick Mahomes can't even the, the and scales Hertz there. hasn't played that great. Not at all. No, not since and, the shoulder injury. And they have great unknown. How right. bad is that shoulder? Man, he bothering? wasn't great the other day. And plus, you're, you're banking on Sirianni. And I'll tell you right now, sometimes it's hard for these first-time teams to go out there and win a Super Bowl. There's something to that. Why you got to ex- exhaustion on the Chiefs? Like, what, you know? Oh, you're not burned out by the Chiefs. Well, I, I kind of find Mahomes, it. First off, I don't ankle. think it's getting as credit it deserves. I mean, it's, it's guys played quarterback for oh, five great. years, and it's, it's it's amazing. No, it's, I love him as a player. Right? You're not burned out by the Chiefs. Well, I, Mike, I think you're not burned out. By, well, I am a it's little a cool bit. But one, we love Patrick Mahomes. We right. love watching him do what he does. It was going to be either the Chiefs or the Bengals, either the team that was here last year or the team that was here two years ago. I mean, I, it, it's in an AFC that's supposedly wide open. To me, it's, not, it, it's, it's a little, they do it through their players. There's a little more personality. Yeah. It's not as much. So I, I guess that's where. Well, three and four years. Exactly. I know. Yeah, it's I'm a, a little lot. Bur- I'm you. a little burned out right. by him. Who do you, you know, want? Who do you want? Who I wanted Cincinnati, San Francisco. That would have been good. That yeah. would have been a trifecta for right. a third straight time. Yeah. That's who I wanted. And who didn't want to root for Burrow? Plus, the Bengals got, I thought, loyally jobbed by the NFL with the non-resumption of that Buffalo game with the terrible in- I mean, they had to play a road game in Buffalo. I yeah. mean, they, they, the Ravens, they would have lost a coin flip. So yeah, they, they had a little some chip on their shoulders. Yeah. So I was kind of rooting for them. Yeah. What else? Mike, you've been good? Hey, yeah, I've been great. Uh, you've been great on TV. I love watching you with Stephen A. How do you like doing that? Uh, I, you know, he is the best guy in the world. He lets me do my thing. You know, a lot of guys in that situation, that's his show. You know, that's not my show. I go, I'm a guest. So when I go in there, he tell you know, he lets me, I can, t- I can watch his body language. Chris, you take it. You do this five minutes. He lets me do that. What I'm mad about nonsense, and I scream for seven minutes. <laughs> not many hosts of a major show are going to bring another guy in yeah. and let him be the star right. on the day that he's on. Yeah. Would I allow a guy on radio to come in? Hey, your show today. I'll sit back and I'll play straight man. Right. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I probably would, but you know what I'm saying. 
So I give him credit for that. So yeah. he's, let me, he's let me have a little renaissance. Yeah, no, it's cool. It's great watching you guys go back and forth. It really is. You know what was weird this year for me? I'm in the mood of talking. I'm getting warmed up. For go ahead. Show. Let's go. You know what was the strangest thing for me? Right. Having Franco on on the 23rd yes. of December. Oh, my gosh. And I then know. four he hours said later, that. he's passed away. He said that. He said you were on the show. He was on I the was, show with you. I was shocked. Right. You wrote about it. You yeah, did a good job. Yeah, I listened to the whole thing and, and pulled out the best stuff, and you got great stuff from and it. And I took a break in the middle of it, which I never do with guests. I said, Franco, do you mind if I take a break to get a four-minute break? Right. And he was great, and we got him on that day. Yeah, yeah, that's insane. That, that was a weird one. That is that a weird one. one. Let me ask you another one, just by, you know, New York. Like, what did you think about uh, the Empire State Building lighting a up the joke. <laughs> A joke. A joke. Have a feel of what's going on with the New Yorker. I mean, come on. You, you know what my response Eagles. was? I mean, it has been 50 years since they were able to use green and white. So. <laughs> that's a good right? one. That, was, that bothered me. You know, the Giant fan hates the Eagles. But the Eagle fans got a little inferiority complex with right. the New York sports teams. So that adds an element to it. Yeah. So I think it would be more alarming if they put the blue and white in New Philly. If well, the that'll Giants, never happen. That, so right. Right. I, I think that is a different level, but that was a problem. Well, was a problem. all right. So New York radio guy, too. What do you think of the, the, the two Giants jet teams this year? Like, you know, what, what would have been more fun to follow this year? What, what gave you more talking points? Uh, the Jets. Yeah, right. Uh, you know, they, you know, more quarterback, the quarterback issues. Quarterback issue. You know, you be fair. You are high on Zach Wilson. I'm always fair. I, I got you. Did you, you know, get what, that one, one wrong? Well, we'll see. It's certainly not looking great right now. But, but one thing I'll tell everybody, first off, I'm a believer in his talent. And second off, if we gave up on quarterbacks after two years, man, there'd be a lot of Hall of Famers we nah, never heard of. That's fair, too. So let's that's just, fair and, too. And, and your Jets, father is one the of the Jets examples. The Jets couldn't have crapped on the situation and made it more worse than they did. But he handled himself poorly. Sure. I mean, you just because of England no. game, the New yeah. England game. Right. Uh, is Aaron Rodgers coming here? I think there's going to be a possibility. I mean, I don't have any inside info on that, but I think there's a good chance. I mean, you hear the Jets, you hear the Raiders. It's going to be who then? Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, what? Carr, Garoppolo, or Rodgers. If you can't get Rodgers and if you're the Jets, I'm not too sure. You know, Carr I don't love, and Garoppolo is, you know, he's okay. Right. But uh, does he make him that much better? Rodgers can still be a difference maker. Yeah. That's why you like that one instead. But what do you give up for him? That's the problem. You're going to get one more year for him, maybe one more Well, you're going to have to get the two out of him. And you're going to give up that second first-round pick, and hopefully that pick doesn't mean much because you have a great year this next year. Yeah, I know. It's risky. It is. Listen, there is some good play there. They got far for a four. Right. And I just I don't know how you justify expecting more than what you got for Favre. Well, he got injured, Favre. Didn't he get injured after like 11 games? He played pretty well for him. Yeah, it was a bicep tendon. He could have been a first-round pick. If they had achieved enough, there was so a kicker a in there. Round. So it, would have four, it was a four that they could have They were 9-2 and, and fell apart, yeah. right? Yeah, or they, something they, like that? Something like right? that, yeah. yeah. They, it was well, he got hurt. They right. had the biceps tendon, and it, and it all just, that was it. And yeah. they didn't make it to the playoffs that year. Uh, yeah. What with you? Are you too good? you get along? Is everybody we, we're, hunky-dory? We're getting along. We always go by We always get along. We always get along. Although, see, we don't do any contrived, phony fights, but every once in a while we trip over something we really fight about. That's what you want. And it gets feisty. Well, you work together how many? hours a day well so we do is it three hours eight, a day? eight, eight, eight hours a week now this eight time of hours the year. a week yeah, yeah. yeah and you've been doing it for how long yeah. together well it's six is, years yeah. later right. this year yeah that right. and you do it 12 months a year right yeah well one month off before training camp yeah they give yeah. you july off right okay right. Well, so but still somebody yeah. doesn't do mondays during the season right no, he's, he's working too tired well, i do a post game show that ends at one in the morning yeah. he wants me to sleep for two hours and then get up and do a show with him while he's at home in freaking west virginia over here you know christopher yeah 
<laughs> you can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, I can do it. it. Just tell them to give me more money, and I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, listen, I know all about relationships on radio and television. They can be a little dicey. So I, mean, I can understand you guys occasionally getting out, getting on each other. So you, uh, you basically started Radio Row. Well, I don't know about that. Let's go. Yeah, you crazy. invented it. We were the first big ones who to, came to okay. come right, and make this a thing. Right. Who, who's the guest this week that you you can't wait to to grill? I got a couple. You know, I got Trevor Lawrence on today. Yeah, I'll he's be awesome. into that. Yeah. I'll be into that. Right. Uh, you want just a football guest? You want a anybody? Go- anybody. Okay. You know, what I got on today that I'm really looking forward to. Yeah. You're gonna laugh. I don't even know who he is. If you guys know who he is, Jim Herman. Jim Herman. He is a PGA golfer. Right. Who won two years ago in Houston and qualified for the Masters. Right. Um, he's playing here in the, in the Waste Management. Right. With all the live stuff and the tour and the elevated thing. You came here and gave me side. Jim Herman. Uh, Are I, you I, freaking I, kidding I, me? Aiden Hutchinson. Looking for Aiden Hutchinson. Okay, good. That's good rebound. Good rebound. That's good somebody we've heard of. Jim one. Herman. Well, I like that. I like that spot. That's the kind of spot. Let's see who else today. Uh, that would be interesting. I'm going to do Reggie t- Reggie Jackson today because he played at Arizona Ooh, State. Okay. Yeah, I'll be into that spot That's a today. good one. Yep. Hutchinson, uh, uh, Garrett Wilson. That's a decent yep. spot. Yeah, we're going to you know, have Garrett here in a little bit, yeah, too. You know, we'll have some good spots. You know, you got to pick and choose, and you hope. A lot of these guys don't know Chris Russo. Right. So you got to hope when they come on. I hear you. They get, I hear they, you. They, they Everybody the knows who the mad dog Not the is. The young guys, Not are, the they're, 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 they got to be around a little before they start to learn who I he is. The first take helps. Right. Oh, the it helps. It's got to help tremendously. The first take helps. Right, exposure. So where are we leaning game-wise? Just where, where well, you like I said before, I'll probably yeah. take the Chiefs. Yeah. Something different. Right. Mahomes, something to, be, something to prove. Is the ankle going to be okay? I think it's going to be good He'll enough. be mobile enough. Good, good enough. enough. Yeah. Okay. Right. Uh, I'll take Kansas City. Anti-Philly. Everybody likes the Eagles. Bad performance two years ago. Chiefs lose something to prove. I'll take the Chiefs. Okay. You and had what, that great clip recently about, about betting. And do you get in trouble with your wife? And you said she don't watch. Oh, Did sorry. it get back to her? Did you find yeah, she, out? She saw it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I, I, I had. The, I forget. I had an over or something, and yeah, I lost. Oh, they bothered the hell out of me. I, <laughs> my betting was not very good. And if I follow you, it was a hard year. Oh, hard don't year. follow I him. Oh, oh. Don't follow him. God. It was. It Great was seeing you. You guys. Are I'll the see best. you later this Thanks. week. Yeah, we're gonna catch on. All right. All right. We'll be back with Thomas Dimitrov, former Falcons GM, right after this. Phoenix, Arizona, Super Bowl 57, just five days away, rolling through our Tuesday edition of PFT Live. Joining us now, a guy who was the general manager of the Atlanta Falcons for 13 seasons. Right. Thomas Dimitrov. Did it Did it feel like 13 years while you were there? <laughs> Sometimes it felt like many, many more, as you right. can imagine. You're on the hot seat every year there for some reason. I don't know why, but, it, you know, look, it's gone by. I miss it. I miss the euphoria of winning, not the losing. But as I said before, the, the losing became more difficult as you went on in those 13 years, and the winning was less uh, enjoyable. Yeah. That's what happened to Parcells. He got to the point where the despair of losing outweighed dramatically right. the thrill of victory, and that's when he decided he had enough. It's a great point. Yeah, what it was so, you know, like, I miss playing, right? I miss the camaraderie, the adrenaline of running on the field, right? And just nothing can, like, do, you know, replicate that. Sure. As a GM... Like, what is it that 
you miss, right? Like, what is the, the aspect, of, you know, that I kind of portrayed as a player that goes into a GM? Yeah, look, I, I think, honestly, I think it's just the offseason when you truly are building, right? right. You're, you're putting it all together, and you're, you're actually being able to spend that much more time with your head coach. Of course, you love the games, but there's nothing like that time. That the stretch, project of building the together. The project of building, right. yeah. And, and I, I do, I mean, the, you know, I think it was Ernie Acorsi who said he used to stand in the, in the back, you know, back ways of the, of the games. The games were tough. As it went on longer and longer, you, you know, I kind of I wish that it was sort of like basketball. My good friend R.C. Buford, he doesn't travel to all the games, right? They don't have that many games, in, or they have that many more games in the NBA. Yeah. You could never do that in the NFL. But I, I didn't miss that right. later on. You get people throwing literal or figure, figurative darts, and it, it just got a little bit old that way. Right. I think there's really good people in this league and really smart and good and talented GMs. Um, and and it, it'll be interesting to watch how quickly they turn over in the years to come. Now that you've been out of it for a couple of years, and this is a conversation we've had in the past, and it really is odd to me how it's developed to the point in the NFL where as a GM, you get one shot, and then it's like you were never even there. Like, your, your name never even comes up. And these guys, and I feel bad when the text messages are exchanged among my writers as to so-and-so is interviewing for this GM job, and I'm like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Right? right. So why is it that the NFL has evolved to a point where, with very, very limited exceptions, it's just one opportunity for a general manager? No matter what you do, it's one opportunity. I, I, I was talking to someone about this the other day. Head, owners look at head coaches around the league, and they know their head coach's style. They fire that head coach, and they know they have a really strong understanding and idea about who the next type of coach is. Is it diametrically opposed? You get a player coach, and then you get a hard, hard-ass coach on the, on the next go-around. I don't think with GMs they have that same view. They're like, all right, they're not, they don't know about the other GMs around the league. They don't know their styles. So someone could interview you, but they don't have the same grasp like they would or hiring another head coach that was at another team. And in the end, it's unfortunate because I, I would say this about all of our friends, Scott Pioli and Jerry Reed. There are a yeah, lot of GMs out right. there that are really talented, and they've learned, they're that much better after their experiences, course, right? To think right. that they're not. Is is to me? It's I think it's I don't know, I just think it's wrong. It's, yeah. It's so you're, you're you're so you're saying there's just it is wrong. There's no doubt yeah. about it. You're I, I kind of like what you're saying there. You're kind of saying that you don't think the owners kind of know the nuance of what a GM's doing and kind of I know you're not trying to be disrespectful, yeah. but no. don't quite get you know the difference of one guy and how he builds a team and comparable to another guy who hasn't been successful. They're kind of just looking at oh he's just picking players well, and that's it. That's right. And yeah. I think that when you look at the, the coaches, you kind of you know their personalities, you know how they're going to approach right. it. And the GM, if if you have a track record and, and every GM does of yeah. missing on picks or whatever, you have to sell that GM to your media. And it's not as easy to sell the GM to the media the second time around. That's another interesting. I, I, I just find that like mind blowing because I'm just like, how could they not sell? How could they not sell you and all the damn good players they have with the Fal you guys had with the Falcons? How relevant you were? The NFC Championship appearances up 28 to three. Sorry to bring up a bad memory, <laughs> right? right? All man. of those things, and I just, I just, I don't get it. It's something we talk about, you know, quite often. And coaches get a second chance. And it's harsh for them. I'm not trying to certainly, I know it's not easy, but it just seems like it's much more harsh for the GM. What do you have going on now? So working right now as a CEO of a startup analytics, a football analytics company, I'm excited about it. I know sometimes you guys are anti-analytics, and I, really, this is a perfect segue. I want you to know, at the core, I am old school football, 
And joining this group, I believe, I truly do believe this, if you augment these really good football people, because most GMs think they can go toe-to-toe with anyone with their ability to evaluate. There's so much underutilized data out there that if you're smart as team builders and you have a smart owner and you are able to utilize that data and put it in the right place, I think you can take a good GM to be very good and a very good one to be a Hall of Famer. There's too much information out there to not be utilized, and that's why I'm excited. It's a roster optimization company where ultimately our, our customers are the NFL right now. In time, it could be NCAA, it could be you know European League, you never know. Data out there, roster optimization. Think about this, one last, one, one last point. When I used to go to Arthur Blank and tell him I had 12 scenarios, here you go, Arthur, right. and I was proud as a peacock, I'm talking off-season scenarios. This this tool, this this algorithm, can churn out millions of scenarios, and it will give you, if you want to call it three or four, you look at them, you take your your team, the Atlanta Falcons, and you compare it to Sumer Sports algorithm, um, a, a derived approach and the best roster that we would present. And to me, it's all about juxtaposition. And that's what our league is about. The more information you can use and make your, your decisions more sound, we think, it, we think it can be really special. And we're not anti-analytics. We just understand there's a water's edge with certain things. Yeah, the right. humanity that takes over. The fact that you get into a locker room, you get into a huddle, you have a dynamic presence who elevates guys yeah. to perform above what they were going to be. That's where analytics can't really find a home. Well, that's a great point. And I, and I would say, given my background, that's why I feel so comfortable going into these GMs and pitching this, because I do at the core at the core know that it's about it is about character when i asked 32 of the gms that i traveled around talked to 32 of them basically said thomas it's not about the player it's about the person that we missed on yeah and 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 i know that sounds so what i'm saying is you take the data and you 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 put that data in the right spot to take care of the objective sides that need to be solidified and then you continue to do the work on the character side whether that is the right um, psychometrics, and there are elements out there that, that have new elements of data out there that we could tap into. Not all, because you can't say, you can't say this guy's disciplined, this right, guy's a good guy, right. bad guy. That's tough. Here's what's great. You use the word psychometrics, and I know that when Thomas Dimitrov says it, it's absolutely positively 100% a word. If that's something Chris had said, I'd have to look it up to make sure that it's actually a word in the English language. All right, Sumer Sports CEO Thomas Dimitrov, we appreciate some of your time, and we look forward to talking to you again down the road. Thank you, gentlemen. You're the man, TD. Thank you. Thank you. We'll be back with Garrett Wilson, Jets receiver, right after this. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. center. Play action. Back to throw. Looks over the middle. Throws one. It is caught by Garrett Wilson at the 35-yard line. Makes a man miss at the 30. Sprints right to the 20. To the 15. 10. 5. Touchdown. Garrett Wilson with a catch and run. There he is. And here he is. Garrett Wilson, one of the great rookies of the 2022 NFL regular season. Welcome. Man, what What's do you up, think man? when you see that going? highlight? You watch that. What do you? Yeah. What, what, what do you? Oh, that's through one of my brain. favorite plays of the year. You that know, is, right it's got to be. Um, rain was, you know, it was football weather. I think we uh, that was probably our last win actually. So Bears Damn. game. That's when I look back on it. But uh, yeah, it was a fun game, man. Fun game. You practice that move, or it just kind of happens? Uh, I mean, you're just out there reacting. Uh, you know, you you practice at practice hard. You make sure you finish uh, after you make catches at practice, just so you can translate like that and become a good runner. You know, once you make the plays, but um. 
yeah, you know, you, I don't know. He's doing cones and ladders in the offseason, nah, right? Exactly. No, something no. like that. A right, that's going to work on that stuff, yeah, right? Yeah. You yeah. played b-ball like yeah. in high school too? Yeah, that was my main Damn. sport till 10th grade. So that crossover was mean right there. I could tell <laughs> from that move yeah. right there. Holy crap. <laughs> All right, so you had a great year. I mean, a great year. Thank you. Like, best rookie receiver in football this year. Appreciate that. Right? What was the NFL experience like? Like, what you know, you came from Ohio State, big-time program, right? Had people like me going, I don't know how good he's going to be. I'm not sure, <laughs> right? I underrated you, obviously. But, like, just speak to the experience of the NFL and what it was like playing. Uh, I mean, it was, it was awesome, man. You know, it's a definitely a different, um, a different beast than you know, in college. You know, you come in, and, and um, I got in in April, so – you know, May and, and June, all that was a transition period for me. You know, yeah. it took some time, and, and it's a different speed of the game. The offense is different. Um, it's more wordy. So, you, you know, you got to be really detailed. Right. And Thinking as you're walking out of the yeah, huddle, exactly. you're like, wait, what am I doing here? Yeah, and, right. that, and that messed with me. You know, I'm, I'm used to playing fast, and I wasn't really able to do that initially. And, um, you know, it was, for me, it was, it was finding that comfortability in the offense so that I can go out there and just play fast. What was when hard? did it click? Oh, sorry, when was the moment? Uh, honestly, up until preseason, when we started doing joint practices and, and we practiced against the other team, you know, going against people like Sauce and stuff like that, too, that was had messed with my confidence a little, too. You know, I didn't know, I didn't know what the rest of the cornerbacks looked like. You know, so whenever I got to go against the Giants and, and the Eagles and um, Atlanta in joint practice, you know, that was a confidence boost for me, too, because I could realize, you know, all right, yeah. Sauce is one of one. Oh, and know? they don't know your plays and yeah, haven't seen you every day. Exactly. So you're like, damn, Sauce knows what's coming here. This isn't it, fair. Stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, so, right. you know, for me, that right. was uh, that was huge. You know, I would say right around preseason is when it clicked for me. What, what, all right, so you, there's the mental aspect you were kind of talking about. Physically, like, what jumped out to you about the NFL game? Yeah. You know, what was the <laughs> what was the, the aspect of just, you know, explain um, on that. Yeah, I mean, every Sunday I was just happy I wasn't a running back. You know, <laughs> happy I wasn't a quarterback running back. I mean, in between those tackles and the trenches, it's, it's crazy, it's crazy right? man. It's, right. I mean, honestly. and um, Even different than big-time college football, oh, yeah. right? Explain oh, yeah. that. So I don't think, sometimes I think people think it's the same. No, it's not the same. I right. mean, just the level of uh, – I mean, some of those these are grown men. You know, a lot of them are. So the size of them and then the, the strength, you know, that combination of that and going against each other, I mean, it's loud. You know, you can hear it on the sideline. Yeah. And, um, yeah, man, it's just I'm, – I'm a, I'm a little dude, and I had to figure out, you know, all right. <laughs> I don't want to go avoid in there. That. Exactly. I got to avoid <laughs> right. that and stay out of the piles. And it, it's definitely a different beast than, uh, than college. You know? Right. Give me one word to describe the 2022 Jets. Um, close. I'll say close. Yeah. You know, I feel like we're right there. Um, you know, we're, we're um, being able to finish, you know, some games and finish drives away from, from being in the playoffs. And, and who knows what happens once we get there, you know. So, so for me, um, I, I would say close, you know, and I, I feel like we all know we're close. It's just about taking that next step now, you know. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, the elephant in the room, we know what that is. Right, the quarterback situation, right? What's your what's your like assessment? Of, I've saw the things you said about Zach Wilson during the year. I mean, you spoke highly of his talents and all that, but we also saw there was some mistakes and some bad reads and whatever else. Like, where do you think that situation kind of goes here as we go into the future? Yeah, I mean, the, the best thing about it is we're we're all young. You know, yeah, we got a young right. team. He's still young, and um, and you know. For us, it's, it's, we're going to stick by Zach no matter what. You know, that's our dog. That's a guy, and, and we know that he's got that ability. Um, and, and, yeah, like, you know, for me, I try to simplify the game and just worry about, all right, let me just do my job. Yeah, I got you. out there and, and right. catch the ball as well as possible. You know, I'd simplify right. it. You know, don't, not worry about that. And, um, you know, that's the mindset I'm going to take in the next year. But, but um, you know, I, yeah, I love Zach. And, 
and I'm confident that he's going to get there, man. Well, no Wilson what. to Wilson just sounds oh, yeah. too damn good, oh, yeah. right? Come okay, I mean, we'll say Wilson's throwing a Wilson <laughs> to Wilson, right? That, I mean, that sounds <laughs> too good, right? I mean, but but uh, one more, let me just follow All up. Right. One more. What about, like, do you feel like that situation was, like, kind of the down, like the Bears game right there? The last, like, it just seemed like that situation led to the downfall of the team a little bit. Like, it overtook the locker room, the media, all of that. Did it feel like um, that as a player in the locker room? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, maybe. Maybe yeah. it did. You know, we're all young dudes, and, and, and people are lying and if they say they didn't see the reports. And yeah, the, right. You're you know, aware. Yeah, right. exactly. You're right. aware of what's going on. And, um, you know, we didn't know. You know, we didn't always know who's going to be quarterback at practice. And it changes the, the um, approach to practice and stuff like that. You yeah. Know, it changes the approach to the week. Right. And that's just the reality of it. But, um, you know, we tried to make the most of it. We tried to have the right mindset on it. Like, we're going to go get it no matter what. But um, the reality of it is it probably did mess with it a yeah, little bit. And, right. um, and, the guy uh, who owns the fair. team, Woody Johnson, has right. said clearly one of the top priorities is find a veteran quarterback. How closely are you paying attention, will you pay attention, to which way it goes? Because there's names floating around out there, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah. and others. Do you, do you follow that? Do you care? I mean, how do you properly engage in this change that could be coming? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, like I said, I, I see all that stuff. I'm not going to lie, I see all of it, you know. And, and initially, you know, I see the Aaron Rodgers thing, and, and um, I'm waiting on it to happen. We hired Hackett, and I'm waiting on it to happen. And now I'm just like, all right, let me just yeah. let all of let it play it go. out. Let it go, right. You know, so, um, like I said, I just want to make sure I can do my job at a, the best of my, to the best of my ability, um, and no matter who's taking those snaps. And, and for me, um, you know, I'm coming this offseason, you know, ready to work, ready to build a relationship with whoever's at, you know, a quarterback. And, um, you know, excited to learn a new offense as well and, and um, see where we're at next year because we know we're close and we know that, you know, the offensive side of the ball was the, um, what led us down last year. And, and we want to make sure that, you know, that's not the case next season. We, we need, I want to hear, like, we know you're an awesome receiver, but now I want to hear you sell me on Old Spice. That's what I want. <laughs> what are you, what sell are you selling me? me? Yeah, you got, I got 10 of those T-shirts and I got 20 of those oh, things in but my house I, and I, I use them right all here. the time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, this stuff right here is great. I've been using this since I was – Seven, eight, uh, probably not. Yeah. Eight, probably like twelve, ten or twelve. Yeah, 12 right? You were, you didn't have any bo at eight. Nah, you weren't right. there yet. Right. But uh, <laughs> yeah, man, when I'm out there playing, you know, the last thing I want to do is be worrying about how I smell. You know, it's the pressure of the game, uh, lights on, and for me, I just want to be focused on ball. So, you know, using products like this and swag, uh, Old Spice Swagger. Yeah, it's been awesome to work with them, and I'm just blessed to uh, be able to work with them and, and use products like this. And, I'm really excited to uh, get it out there. You got swagger. I appreciate it. You got swagger. <laughs> I know you do. Hey, oh, this, he, yeah. you're getting all technical on me. I can't nah, even. He, the... he got me there. I you're the old man. Well, well, you're the old man. You're the old man. You're the traditional. I've mean, never I seen going that. Traditional. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's good that you care about how you smell on the field. I've heard stories over the years. Some of the guys may not smell all that great, and yeah. that's part of their arsenal. They try to keep guys away from them by <laughs> right. coming out there extra stinky if they can. See, I would set them this right here. Give them this right here. Yeah, you can't go wrong with that. Back to Zach Wilson. Yeah. There have been mixed reports on this as well as to whether he's even going to be on the team next year. Are you confident he's going to be on the team no matter who gets added as a veteran quarterback? Yeah, I'm confident Zach will be on the team. You know, um, I'm confident he's going to play good ball next year, you know, no matter what happens. You know, I'm confident he's going to play good ball when his, when his time comes. He's going to be ready. And, um, you know, I, I, he would probably have the same confidence in me, and, and that's the type of, you know, relationships we want to have in our locker room. You know, we're all confident in each other, and, and um, we understand that, you know, people got to do what it, do what they got to do to keep their job and, and put food on the table for their family. But uh, I'm confident, you know, Zach's going 
gonna be there next year and ready to play when this time comes for sure. All right, I always love to ask young guys like you know you, you talked you were awesome about your experience in the NFL. Who was that guy you saw this year where you're like, man, he was awesome, or like just shocked you, like that one player, yeah. or it didn't even have to be against you. Maybe he was on the other offense hey, where you were just like. Whoa. And here's a lesson in broadcasting: yeah. we got one minute until we're off the All air, right. so right, just okay. so you know, we're gonna land the plane <laughs> okay. with Jets receiver Garrett Wilson. Go That's ahead, awesome. uh, Nick Chubb. Nick Chubb. We, yeah, we played against them week two, and right. uh, I mean, game we shouldn't have won. Right. Uh, he was probably the main reason for that. Right. And, I mean, just impressive to watch hurdle in and we get hit in the air. How and big stay he up is, and, how thick he is, yeah, right? I've never seen a running back that good. But, uh, <laughs> you know, we played some. We played some great players this year. And um, yeah, man. I, you know, but he was the one. He was, he was the, the one. one where you went, damn. I didn't realize this guy was this guy. Oh, yeah, he was right. the one. You know, I'm sure I'll see Mahomes out there and be yeah. like, wow. You know, but uh, yeah, Nick Chubb. All right, cool. I like it. Other guys would say Garrett Wilson. Is the guy they played hey, this man, year. That's a pleasure. <laughs> it really was man. a great season for you, and we wish you all the best as your career unfolds. Congratulations on the Old Spice hookup. I yep. seriously do have 10 of those t shirts. <laughs> Brought some with me man. on the trip. That's it for today. Have a great Tuesday. We'll see you on Wednesday. See ya.